Hello, everybody. This is Loki Way of Loki, and welcome to the No Hit Podcast. Here, it is my job to interview extraordinary gamers in the realms of challenge running, whether that be no hit runs, completing games in their entirety without taking a single hit or point of damage, speed runs, completing games that normally take hours and mere minutes, and other such ventures. Today's guest is Hey Blasty. That's Hey Blasty, H E Y B L A S T Y, on Twitch and YouTube, and X Blasty X on Twitter. Blasty is the epitome of a variety no-hit runner, having completed in just 2021 33 games no-hits, not including ones he's done previously, just in 2021, 33 different titles, including variety from Survival Horror in the Resident Evil series, other AAA games such as Sekiro, the Dark Souls series, indie games such as Celeste, Titan Souls, and many others, and a huge number of games in between, with a few others being Remnants from the Ashes, Mega Man Battle Network, and Mortal Shell. In this conversation, we go through a few of these runs, including the year-long battle Blasty had with Celeste, breaking down the segments in how Blasty approaches a new no-hit run, runs that ended up being more difficult or easier than initially thought, and some that were potentially impossible, and many other topics. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Hey Blasty. Right, Blasty, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate taking the time out for this. How's it going, man? All good, man. Thank you so much for having me here, dude. I've been I've been looking forward to this a lot. It's, it's... It's like not every day you get to pretty much geek out of hit lists with a fellow runner in a podcast. So this is great for me. We're going to be, you have a lot of experience and we're going to be going into quite a bit of it. Uh, but yeah. before we go into any of that, we're going to go right right to, to the start. So you've done close to 40 no hit runs, but what was it right at the start? What was the first introduction to hit list running? Okay, so so when I started, um, my, my first introduction to hit list was uh, pretty much Dark Souls 2. It was a, that's uh, a lot of backstory or background story to this, but uh, basically I was streaming Dark Souls 2 and a fellow viewer just came in and he he was a pretty big fan of the game and he started talking about you know about the game and about this sort of like niche that was in and people were like doing it and so when he talked to me when he told me about headless uh, i kind of ring the bell because the first time i saw about that was willa but back then this was like damn it's just why like uh, Maybe when Squilla started, I don't really know because I, I don't remember the year. But I used to play Smite back then and was a very competitive player. And I would watch, I would watch like random videos of Squilla popping up on my feed, and I would just go, "Oh, this is just a random unicorn that's just godlike at the game." And then I would just completely dismiss it. And then um, little did I know about that that it was actually a thing. So so when this guy came in, he he started talking to me about Oats, Darva, and Hob. That they were doing the gut run and the uh, all bosses uh, plus DLC, and as time passes, I was I grew a bit more interested in it, and um, and I was like, "Yo, uh, send me the link. Let me let me check them out." And then that's when I saw both of them got the run in the same day, and I was like crazy, and I kind of got motivated. I started thinking about it the, the 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 day after that, and then I started streaming again Dark Dark Souls One because I was casually playing it, and I said to him um, that it was cool and everything, and he kind of challenged me to like, I, "I bet you you can't do it," and I was like. Like, you know what? I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna, you know what? I'll, I'll challenge accepted. I'll go for it. And, and so that's how it all started from there. And how was your experience learning that very first one? It was, I don't, I don't even know. Um, I had no expectations. I, it was pretty okay with like not getting it because I never thought that it was, it was gonna. I never, I never thought that I was gonna like make it, like do the run. So I was just in for the adventure, to be honest. And um, when I started, when I started doing it, I had no idea of how to properly do it. I 
I had like a couple, I, I was watching runs, but I didn't have a guide. I didn't know anything about the community. I was completely like away from like, like this niche. I just knew that Hob, uh, also Startup and Squilla did it and that was about it. So I started, I started like working it on my own. And so the, 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 what I thought was like, okay, this is too much for me. So let me just do the first half. And when I feel confident, I'll do the second half. I don't know, man. I, naturally, everything just, just, just clicked. I just, just started like looking for, like, I, I already had the answers for all the, like the strats and everything, but, um, like the process of just getting consistent at it was, was kind of, kind of natural. And then funny enough, the moment I got past Rotten, cause he was like the biggest wall that I had, I, I got the run. <laughs> I got the run. And the thing is, Here's the funny thing is that that I knew that I had a really really bad win ratio against um against throne watchers. Like my win to losses was like 1 to 10. So I was like there's no way of getting past throne watchers and I don't know where I did and I was like I don't know I was I, I, it was kind of surreal. I was like damn am I actually doing this? And I could see Chad going like wait is Blasty actually doing <laughs> this? And then and then I killed Nashandra and then I I don't know. It's I popped off. One of the very, very few times that I popped off. So be interested to know. Yeah, this is. I'd be interested to know how has your approach changed so from that first experience to the present day or recent. How has your approach to learning a no hit run developed? Oh, dude, my approach to learning has has gone wow miles. I would say, dude. So so here's the thing. Uh, when I when so so I've been doing this for three years, right? And so the first year. I wouldn't say like the first year was as productive as the as, as the other uh the the next two years. Um I think the next two like the last two years where I started like really realizing my position as a runner and my potential. And I started to get it get pretty serious because um like the first year was basically just I'm I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. When I did the Dark Souls 2, I was like, oh man, how many other runs? Like if I can do Dark Souls 2, which is like Dark Souls are hard games. What other games can I not hit? And I was like, oh shit, okay, let's let me let me let me try Resident Evil 2. So so there was that. So uh basically there's there's a lot I've learned from every game, every game. And so one thing that I've that I've made sure to do, at least for the last two years, was like learn something from every game that I no hit. So I always ask myself, like, okay, what was the one thing that if I would have done correctly or I would have changed would have significantly shortened the time it took me to get a run and I would uh, I would take note of that and then I would apply it to the next game right and so that's um like like every single game that I know hit it kind of make me better at routing and, and strategizing and and creating consistency so that's why I say it's like, dude, like I've, I, I think I've grown pretty, like I, I, I gotten way better uh, at, at, at doing it. Like, like Dark Souls 2 took me, I think it was three months. I bet you I can just, I can get that running probably like a month now with, with the, with the experience that I have now or probably less. So yeah, there's a lot. I, I think uh, my, my approach to, to just hit lists is like everything I have, everything has an order. There's a hierarchy, like this, this importance of what I should do first and what I should not do. So, so it's, it's grown tremendously. I've got two questions from that. The first one I'll ask is, could you provide an example of something you've from an example of a game that you've no hit and what you took from that game? That then applied to another no hit run you then went to do oh uh so so there's i got a couple examples but two two really uh good examples is uh what i took away from celeste and what i took away from hollow knight so when i was doing uh hollow knight and this is something that i came up like halfway through i think it was 
that I kind of realized and I was like, this is something that I should definitely do more often uh, is is basically like whenever I do a run, I would make a montage of all my hits. So yeah, so I, I started with a separate channel that is called Blasty, uh, Hey Blasty Got Hit. And um, in that channel, there's there's a montage of all the hits that I took from, from Hollow Knight. And every night I would just watch those hits and I would try to like memorize them. So it, it basically would work as a um, sort of like predicting the future in a way, but it's like learning, like knowing exactly how, how you got hit. So you know, not how not to do it. So like, if I were to go to like, uh, to, to a certain path, I'll be like, oh, this is how I got hit. So like, I'll, 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 I'll know that I should avoid taking those certain actions. So from Celeste, Celeste was, was a, was a bit of a bit of a pain and, uh, probably the, the most emotional run that the most emotional that I've ever been in a run. What I learned from Celeste was, uh, I had, I had problems remembering stuff or sometimes I just spaced out and I just do things like the wrong way. And Celeste is like, uh, there's a lot of precision in terms of input for consistency. So, um, one of the things that I had trouble with was there was places where I had to like dash diagonally, like upright, and I will always miss it. And then I will go like chat, remember me dash upright, dash upright. And so one thing that I did like really, really, really late into the game that I kind of regret was that I will open a notebook or, or notepad and I will write all my inputs or like all the actions that I should take, like the. If it's like a very specific game like Celeste, then I would do that so I remember. And um, that helped me tremendously at the end. I was like, because Celeste was was a, was a crazy run. And I thought that I was going to stay there for a long time because I was already at 1pb for, for quite some time. Um, and then when I started doing the notes, that, that helped me a lot. So I took that and I can't apply it to every single game because there's a lot of stuff like goes into details when I, when I want to be specific about getting, getting consistency, but, uh, for definitely for platformers was something that I, that I, uh, should approach more. Celeste is an interesting case because it's one of very few that has essentially no RNG to it. It's all about inputs and that's that's what affects it there's pretty much next to nothing even something like badaline if you do the same series of positions she'll attack in the same way so that's what, that's why i found the run very interesting yeah I, I really i really enjoy celeste a lot celeste honestly so so here's the funny thing okay so i didn't meant to do celeste i didn't meant to do celeste but back then Okay, so, so let me let me let me see how I can explain this. I am a very competitive player, right? I'm a very competitive player, but I always I always been pretty bad at everything against uh against my peers. Like I've probably been the worst of all my peers, and anybody that I meet, I'm probably one of the worst players, um, except for maybe like first person shooters from time to time. And the head one was was like the the first moment that I realized that I was pretty good at, and I kind of wanted to like like expand on that. And so there was a point where I started like looking at other runners not because i wanted to like see how much better I, w I was or how worse i was more just an idea of like where i am and what i need to do to improve and be a better as a player so like like looking at other runners it kind of gives me an idea of like what aspects of myself should i improve so at that time i was looking at clamcast because i noticed that he got uh sekido apparently he got it in like 15 days and i was like damn sekido in 15 days that that's wild god damn this guy is crazy. So I started looking at his, uh, as at, at his portfolio, I would say, and I would see like every, every month he will get a run. And I was like, damn, this guy is, this guy's, this guy's definitely something. And so, um, I started watching him and then there was a, an event from team Wires where he assisted and, uh, they were talking about Celeste, the, you know, the, there's very little people or nobody in the kidless community that, that has, has done it. And that he wanted to see one, you know, he was interested in seeing one. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do Celeste. 
I'm just gonna go and do Celeste. And like that's the only reason I just went for Celeste, because Clank was like, Yeah, I haven't seen one. I think that would be dope to watch one. But the little that I knew there was some somebody already did it. I think like one or two persons already did it, two people. And then uh so so I just, you know, I, I still went with it. Cause I I the thing is like Celeste is probably the um I have a bit of like history with Celeste. I wouldn't say that I was a speedrunner, but I attempted to speedrun the game way back then when it came out in 2018. And um I had I had I had decent amount of hours into it so i i kind of learned or i already had an idea of like some of the the the, the text and movement of the game so it kind of felt like a good idea to touch on the game again so you found that like the pve as opposed to the pvp aspect was your forte kind of thing that was where yeah yeah i think because uh, the um i'm always i'm always fascinated about uh what the enemy has to offer against me but um there was another layer on top of of just uh gameplay in pvp which is you got to be able to read uh read your opponent right so there's 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 another difficulty ceiling uh on top of the one that is gameplay right so you gotta like master the game and then once you master the game you gotta be able to like read opponents and know what the opponent's doing so that was like the part of that that i really just couldn't do well i just couldn't be i wasn't able to read my opponents well and and it took a lot of like a bit of struggle so yeah, PvE was like I, I always been a fan of PvE, especially since I really like shooters where I'm just it's just me versus uh, other AIs. I always love that, so um, it kind of felt natural to just get into headless and then just do PvE games instead of PvP. And with the the montage of hits, that's essentially like improving your recognition kind of skill, isn't it? So as you're approaching a certain section, because you've rewatched these hits over and over, you are able to recognize earlier or perhaps already have it in mind as you're approaching the area that this is what you've got to avoid or got to keep in mind as you do in this section or boss or uh insert other yeah yeah so so um so basically uh it it, it works as, as a way of like reliving hits so i always remember remember how not to do that because the thing is like some, some players might be really good at remembering all their hits and just learning from them i had an issue with, i have an issue with like really remembering stuff oh i only remember the stuff that i want to <laughs> not the stuff that i don't want to so i, I think in a way it's kind of normal for everybody but like like hits unless it was like a really strong hit like something that it really impacted me i probably wouldn't remember as much so i started doing montages and I, the thing i liked about it was i was like i watched the montage and i go like oh yeah don't do this because this is gonna happen and then it happens and it's like it's like when you're seeing a, you're watching a series and you just go like oh no it happened again but you, you really know what's gonna happen Kind of thing is like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, but you already knew what's what's gonna happen. I just kind of wanted to like have that sort of like thought process and or, or not thought process, but sort of like approach where I could just see the montage over and over, and I can just predict what's gonna happen, even though I already saw it, not which I'm not predicting. But that that kind of like would put me in a position where when I play the game, all these hits are just just going through my brain. It's like, oh, you got hit here, 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 and it's like, okay, so this path is not the one you're supposed to go, right? Don't go left, don't go center, just go right, or uh you know don't go below or just don't approach let them approach you it's like like i could i could like relive all the hits in the in an instant and and and, and kind of like help me shape the path that i should go for like having consistency and avoiding hits so that helped me a lot you said uh earlier about the dark souls 2 that it previously took three months but if you approached it now it would take one month what would the sort of 
step-by-step approach would you take if you decided Dark Souls 2 was the next one to do? What would be like day one going into the game, going into finally getting the run? Okay, so, I mean, but what were we talking about, like, if I didn't know anything about Dark Souls 2? Okay, so if uh, I basically will start by watching a speedrun. Mm-hmm. Um, first, first I'll do the first playthrough, right? I'll, I'll play the game first. And then, you know what? Let's say let's say there's actually no speedrun because I've done games where like you just came fresh out of the pack and there's no no speedrun at all. Uh, the way I would do it is I would like go through the game and then uh, I'll casually play it and then I'll play it again, but this time I'm trying to beat it as fast as possible. So that way I'll uh, you know take the the most amount of shortcuts or the least amount of like like I would like uh, I won't deviate as much um, and I'll try to like min max as I'm doing it. And from there, from my first playthrough, I'll probably do save files for each and every boss and route so I can get an idea of like, so I can, I can practice later. And then the first run is just to get an idea of how I would do, I would do things. And from there, I think I'll just, I'll just basically like, I think I'll do another run. I think I'll do another run just to like polish it a little bit more. And then from there, I'll just start thinking, okay, these are all the sections that I could potentially do well. And these are the sections that I could potentially do wrong. Like with the experience that I have right now, I'm able, I'm kind of able to like tell where most, like a lot of, where a lot of hits could happen. So, so it's easier for me to like, uh, make less mistakes nowadays. Um, I think starters, I will look for the, for the right weapon that, that has like above average damage of above average speed, sort of like twin blades, rapier, those kind of things. And then, uh, from there I'll just, you know, work on the routes first boss later because the bosses are the one thing that that uh it's a 1v1 fight most of the bosses so it's all about like memorizing and getting used to the bosses routes is like the most comfortable uncomfortable part because depending on which game you're playing there's so much could go wrong and is and is is heavily dependent on i mean it's very dependent on 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 the player side input because the game kind of reacts to what you do so you gotta you gotta be aware of like how you're doing things. Even when things are, are like a lot of RNG, there's there's a lot of stuff that you can do that kind of manipulates how the game kind of plays around you. So so I will I'll work on routes first and try to see like how the enemies react, how they behave, and can I if my movement speed is faster than them, can I run them? If it's lower, then you know can I use a ranged weapon to like clear clear the enemies? Um, if there's no ranged weapon and I have to like, just use melee combat, then how can I isolate them and then just deal with them one by one? Is it too long? Then maybe I could try to find, I don't know, a bigger weapon that I can, that I could just have like longer range, like an ultra great sword and just try to kill two or three at a time. You know, I would just, I would just play around with the, with the routes, uh, understand the mechanics and everything. And then pay, pay attention to like all the interactions. Cause that will carry out for the, for the next routes, because some of the enemies are so somewhat the same in terms of how they behave based on what you do, like fundamentally, you know, like, like, uh, like, a, like a lot of the humanoids enemies will just stagger off a hit on a great sword. So that's something that I could pay attention. Like, you know, how much, how, how fast is, uh, I would take in consideration my animation and then I will try to see like, if there's any attack that can beat my animation, if I were to do it at the same time as them. And if so, then, okay, then let's factor in range. How far can I go and do it? Like, can I, can I attack them from like when they're just about to enter my range of influence? Uh, all this, all these, all these kind of stuff I would do. And then, and then, and then start to shape up like, okay, this is what I should do. This is what I not, I should not do. Um, and then once, once I'm done with that, of, of course, it's, it's not always done. You still have to like keep routing and perfecting because there's going to be meme hits but from there i'll probably be feel a little bit more comfortable and start working on bosses and i like to work from beginning to end but i like to put a lot of work on the end boss first or close to first 
Because the thing is, like, imagine you're doing so well on a day and then you kind of get to the last boss only to lose to him, you know? Uh, that happened to me on Mega Man. And I was like, okay, I'm going to practice this boss a lot. And so I, I, I learned the boss to the point that I was doing pretty good. But some of the sections before that were a little bit scary. I managed to get past those sections. And then when I did the boss, I was pretty comfortable. Not only, not only was it easier for me to deal with the boss because I had, I, I had put a lot of hours into them, but um, also I was not as nervous. And the same thing happened with Cinder because I did the same thing with Cinder. I put a lot of hours in Cinder more than anything else. So yeah, I, I think that would be my approach. Just, just two, round, uh, two runs, basically I do save files and then work on routes and then work on bosses and then put a lot of effort on the, on the last two bosses or let the last boss. So by having save states, you're <clears throat> essentially splitting up the game into segments or splits. Is that right? Yes. So with those segments, you've made those save states with certain... My idea is with certain games, there's, there can be like item restrictions, like in, in Souls games, perhaps with buffs. Do you use those save states to like reset the same split over and over again? Or do you, during that second playthrough, just run through casually making the save states as you go? We're making sure to try and explore everything. Yeah, I do. I do. I do save states on my, on my second uh, playthrough. I'm, I'm also careful about how to like the state of my character. If it's an RPG game, I kind of want to make sure that the stats that I have kind of help me practice. Because let's 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 say for example, if I make a safe state on a character that's actually pretty strong, like pretty OP, then I could probably like three shot a boss. Then it's uh, I mean it's okay because you're probably gonna be able to get that build, but then it will not give me the practice that I need if I mess up, right? Because there's just games that you you can actually like sort of like stun like a boss or. Uh, like, for example, uh, Bloodborne, right? Bloodborne is a game that it's a lot of, like, uh, execution. So if, if your execution is good, you'll do good. But if your execution is bad, you have no knowledge of the boss and you're going you're gonna to suffer, right? So I, I try to be in a position where I still need to work pretty hard to just get the win. Just in case, as I say, as a failsafe, just in case things don't go, don't go my way. So, like, for example, if I were to do Dark Souls... I'll probably have low stats of entrance of damage, so I do very little damage, and I can just practice the bosses over and over. So I, I would do save states with with what I, like the second play that I'll try to make sure that the character is not as strong. That when I do save states, I could do that. But uh, as well, I'll be I'll be I'll be very um, careful about how do I do how do how do I set up my character for the routes because that's the more that's kind of like the more important part to be honest. I don't want to be like completely under leveled. I just want to be just right. So so. Yeah, on my, on my second playthrough, I'll probably be looking about um, uh, what what I really want. Like, for example, uh, I think uh, Near Replicant is a really great example of this. I did my first run, I clocked in at, on, on eight hours, and then um, I did my second run, and I was already looking about, like, how can I make it faster? Um, and that's that's when I found the boar. So I did that, and I was already looking about, like, you know, which, which are the best weapons, uh, what items, you know, that I, that I play with that I kind of, like, help me uh, have an easier time against fights. And so I made sure to look for those. So I, when I ever made the safe the, the safe state, I will have those tools to be able to practice because then it will be a pain to just do safe state again, just, you know, to look for the tools, right? So I didn't want to like do a third run just for the sake of tools and then, and then, um, and then make safe state. So I'll be, I'll probably be very keen about like how, what, what are, the, uh, what are the tools and, and stuff that uh, the game has to offer to the player? on the first run and then I'll take mental note of that and on the second run I'll try to like look for them so I can then make the safe files and have all the stuff so yeah I, I will see it will kind of be like a like I'll be prepping per per route to make sure that the safe state has the necessary things so I don't have to like do it again and that sort of resource management do you do that all through 
like self-exploration of you yourself like going through the entire game or do you use any other sort of resources like i guess speed runs or wikis or anything like that or is it all just um making sure to, to search every avenue of the game i guess it, it really depends on the game if the game is fresh there's really very little resources that i got and at my disposal so i have to do a lot of stuff on my own but if if, the, if it's a pretty old game that i definitely go to to like like uh like community uh, faqs uh speed runs the discord uh communities there's something this is pretty funny something that, that i do that i kind of look at in the way i look at it um i kind of look like speedrun communities i look at them as like villages so it's like when i'm going to like uh let's say celeste then i'll go to like celeste's village and then i go like okay like let's see who i can talk to that can kind of point me in the right direction and give me the good stuff sonic adventure 2 was one of those where i just went into the discord and i was like hey uh i want to do a challenge run on this game uh any any tips and and from there i started working um and i think it was thanks to i mean not, not i think i know it was thanks to the, that community that i was able to get that run uh in the, in the time frame that i took that i got it because the the one of the last bosses is uh complete uh it's it's rage inducing how much that boss is unfair i can't believe that i enjoyed that boss when i was when i was small but but uh yeah i i would certainly just go to like communities i was i would do i would do a lot of google search you know like um if there's any like uh faqs or not faqs but like discussion on steam on reddit on on I'll, I'll do a lot of research on that, and and, and from there I'll, I'll try to learn as much as I can. If there's not much research, I I, I just you know play around with the game uh, as I'm doing my first two two runs. Uh, honestly, I don't when I when I when I play it for the, the game for the first time, I haven't been able to like really sit down and have that sort of casual experience that usually you used to have. And this goes way back based on like how I was born and stuff and and taught and everything, but. Um, I, I find a lot of satisfaction on just doing a uh, doing a, a first playthrough, but like always paying attention to everything. So and not just like going for the sake of you know super enjoying the, the game casually. Uh, so so part of part of like that what helps me when there's a game that I don't have much of resources outside of like what I outside of the game. Uh, I just you know I'm, I'm I'm I just pay attention to like every detail. I think that one of the things that I that I've um, made sure to get from every game is like how the game functions, mechanics, enemy behavior, and all that stuff. And that has helped me tremendously on like finding strats and and things about about uh, about runs. I think I Kenna was kind of like that. You know that in Dark Souls, the bosses, you know, bosses have like sort of a, a move pool, right? Just like how Sublime said it in one of the, the in your podcast, um, it has a move pool, but in the back, when you're in behind them, they only have like one option. Uh, well, they have two options, which is either like, uh, basically like attack from to the back, like there's an animation dedicated to attacking to the back or just turn around. And, uh, there's, there's instances where you can kind of like loop that, or you can play around that. If you have the right spacing, the, the boss has no choice, but to like, look at you. So in Ken, I did that a lot. I was like, oh, um, like I learned this from previous games. So let me see if I could do this in Kenna. And so I did it and I was like, oh, the enemies do not have a way to like deal with the player if the player's behind you. So, you know, there's there's things like that. Like I, I try to like understand how some strats or many like manipulations work on other games because they're like very important tools for transitioning to a newer game. And I think like for, for like fresh new games, that's the one thing that I rely the most on. It's like like understanding how how everything is like how hitless as possible and how, how some strats are possible in other games and then learn and trying to think how 
how can I translate it to other games? Um, whenever I try a new fresh game, then it's like, okay, so, so this is a third person shooter, or this is a third person, you know, RPG. Uh, you know, what 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 other games I play that has some similar uh, gameplay or combat style? You know, what can I do? Now, how can I exploit exploit it? So, you know, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with that. I'll start with messing around with the things that I've done in the past to see if it worked. So that's like probably my main my main way of of like strategizing when there's not much. And at my disposal. So we go through just a variety of different runs that you've done there, from like Celeste to Dark Souls to Mega Man to Sonic. What's a a trait of a game or traits of a game that makes it appeal to you to do no hit? Or when you see a game, what does it have that makes you want to do a no hit in that game? I I, I don't know. I just love doing no hits, dude. <laughs> I I just look at the game and I go like, oh wait, can I hit lists? Like like for example, just chip and beats. And I I just like the idea. I think I've always liked the idea of seeing like a, a gamer just go through a run flawless. And and and, and all I think about is like, oh, how would that run? How how would that game look like if somebody actually just beat it without getting hit? And just the idea of we are making that a realization is kind of like what pushes me forward. Honestly, when it comes to like like games, I'm I'm I've grown to love a lot of genres uh, in the past few years, and because um, I used to be just a uh, first person shooter kind of guy, which is like if I ain't shooting, then the game is trash. <laughs> Uh, and that's that was what I was, but uh, it all changed back when I decided to just you know sinking to Fallout for survival, and my my perspective of, of uh, genres kind of changed, and I started being open-minded. Uh, this was before I, I started Headless. So, so transitioning to Headless, um, after doing Dark Souls 2, that was my first thought. It was like, oh my God, what other games can I do Headless? I was, I just, it was, I just realized that there's some, there's a, such a buffet of games that hasn't been done Headless and I just want to do them all. So, so I, I think that's like my motivation. It's not really, um, it's not really like playing a game per se and just out of the enjoyment of the game, I kind of want to do it. It's more of just that I just want to, I just want to do them all. I just, just, just want to hit just, them all. No, hit them all. On it. Just like catch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is just catch them all. It's just catch them all. Put it in my in my library. Okay, I have all these games that I've done. Which which one needs you know, um, done a uh, headless. Uh, and that's kind of like the 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 thing how I how um some people go like oh Blasty why do you why do you you don't like just doing headless with other people? It's like some people some people go like yo you wanna uh do this headless or I'm working on this. You wanna you wanna jump on it? I go like nah no it's fine. You're already doing it. I'll just work on another one. It's because uh, if it's if it's done before, then I probably wouldn't be that interested. And that's that's kind of was my 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 sort of like my thought process like in the first year, year and a half, um, or maybe like the first two years. Uh, my thought process was like, oh, if somebody already did it, let me go for another run that nobody has done it. And I think it was more of like not because I wanted to catch them all. It was which is funny. Uh, it was it's, it was more because um, I I really wanted to push the envelope of the niche. The game the niche is so small compared to other niches. And I was like, this, like, people need to know more about no hit runs. And so, my, what I thought was like, okay, if, if I do no hits on other games that have never been done, maybe my, my runs will get to people that never th thought things, these things could, could be possible. And so, maybe, you know, like, they'll, they'll get curious about, okay, what's no hit? And then they search on it. So, like, expanding, like, the more runs, uh, the more titles I get to, the way I see it is like, the, the, the more people I might get to get curious about, the niche. So, so for me, it was like, okay, you did that run. Okay, I'll work on this other one, right? I'll, I'll just work on this one that hasn't been done yet. Uh, and that was like, like for the first two years. Now, now I just, you know, I still kind of like do that, but um, I'm more conscious about about how people like be part of something, 
and uh, you know, if somebody's doing a run and they kind of want me to chime in, I, I might do, I might do so. Or if you know, I, I usually I just announce what game I'm going to do headless, and then people just jump into the bandwagon from time to time. So, so it was the same with Kenna, I think, and the same was with I think it was Resident Evil Seven. I remember, I think it was I, I, I don't call me on this. I think when I started Resident Evil Seven, uh, Jeff was going to start as well or something like that. I don't remember much. Um, and there was also um, Death's Door, which uh, I, I knew somebody was doing it, but I already announced that I was going to do it. So I was like, oh, well, I guess, oh, man, but I really want to do this game. And so I, I, you know, I, I ended up doing it regardless. I was like thinking about done, not doing it, but uh, it was really fun to just uh, trade, uh, you know, meet new people because that's how I met uh, Soul Rot. So it was, it was a fun experience. So after, I think after Death's Door, I was like, oh, I, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe this is not that bad because I can meet new people and. And, uh, you know, we can trade stuff. It's like, it's, it doesn't, it's not just a me thing anymore. I have somebody else who could look for resources as well. So now, now I'm not this kind of runner who goes like, oh yeah, you're doing it. I'm not going to do it. It's more of like, um, I prefer to do runs that people are not done yet, but, uh, I'm okay with just, you know, being part of this and just trying to, to like learn the, the, the run together. Yeah. Soul Rot's, uh. I know from his very good Titan Souls guide, which he used when I was going for that run. Oh yeah, dude! dude, dude ever since he did that guide, people that 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 uh, game exploded. <laughs> um, it's it's very entry level game, and it's so good because it's like you either die in one hit or they die in one hit. So um, casually, it, it's it feels like a uh, it feels like a hard run casually, but uh, it's it's like it's very execution heavy. So like if your execution is good, you'll do good, except for the first boss. The first boss is a Pain, oh, yes. Slime um, hearts or sludge hearts or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I when I when I um uh, when I first played the game, I wanted to get a feel for like how a head will look like. So I, I was paying attention like how everything was working and, and and mechanics and everything. And the first thing I said, I don't think you can go back into vault to the vault and see it because it's pretty old now. But the first thing I said was like, okay, this is probably gonna be the hardest boss. And they were like, yes, this is the hardest boss. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I I lost a couple runs to that first boss, but every single time I I got past him, I got pretty far into the game. Speaking of Titan Souls, Titan Souls is is a very short game. Whether you do any percent or all bosses, it's, it's a very short run from a hitless, hitless perspective because it essentially turns into a speed run, uh, because it's just you have to do everything in one hit. But you've also done like the uh, the replicant, which was I believe about six and a half hours, uh, the final run. Do you have an appeal towards? A certain length of game uh, because I know some other short ones you don't like Super Mario Bros or Contra um, are all quite short and sort of I guess high like um, I, I would say the shorter the better the sh well kind of kind of I think I think a really really good spot for me is 45 minutes 45 minutes to like one hour and 50 minutes is where I like to be I do not know, dude, how I end up getting getting into these long runs. I I just I just really don't know. Like I I I wish I didn't have to do long runs. Like I just there's a couple of runs that I didn't I've done this year that are pretty long, and um I have nothing against it. It's just that it along the longer the run, the the less attempts I can do in a day, and the more there is to look on. And um so here's the thing about me and Headless. I wouldn't say it's a love hate relationship because I, I there's there's very little hate to 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 like Headless at all. But um, the one thing about about me is like I always been fascinated uh, with picking up a game and and routing it in a way that I could achieve headless. I would say like maybe nine times out of ten, and like 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 routing a run, it's it's like a puzzle. It's like oh, this how do I how do I fix this? How do I do this in a way that anybody can pick it up and just do it headless? 
So that aspect of Hitless is something that I enjoy a lot. The part that I always kind of feel like I kind of don't want to do at times is just doing the run. Sometimes, sometimes I just really want to move on because to me, like once I figure everything out, there's no more surprises. There's no more, uh, the excitement goes a little bit low. It's the, all that is left is just to prove that I am right after that. I still, I, I still do runs because I enjoy them and, and, and honestly, I just hate not finishing stuff. So I still do the, do the headless. But uh, but I I I, I find it I, I enjoy a lot uh, the writing part of it. Uh, so when I am doing when I'm doing a short run, the 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 writing the time it takes to route is just enough for me to just feel satisfied and then move on to the next run. Uh, so if I'm doing a 45, then you know it's it, the quick the games are quick, and it also helps me with the idea of like well I just don't want to get stuck on a run for like more than a month because that's the that's the other thing. It's like I wish I'd be the player that I could just not get stuck on a run more than a month. So, uh, I, I've been working on that and, um, because I know that after a month, I just get tired and, and that actually has shortened a lot more though. Now, now I get tired of a run after like two weeks, which is kind of sad because, you know, it's like the, there's, there's runs that take a long time, but, uh, but I just like short runs because it doesn't take me too long to finish. Like I, I could just be done with a run like, uh, two to two, two weeks to a month and then I could just move on to the next one. Because I'm like halfway through or after like I'm writing like 80% of the run, my brain is already thinking of like, oh man, how, how would it be cool if I did uh, I don't know, Crimson Clover or our Shovel Knight no hit. It's like, I kind of want to get into that game already. Like I want to just try it out so bad. So I recognize that there's a point where I just stop losing interest in the run that I'm doing. So I kind of want to make it sure that's not too lengthy. It makes me interested then how the... <clears throat> The near replicant or back-to-back -back near replicant Resident Evil Village happened because that's a, a six and a half hour to a four hour run. <laughs> so I'm just interested yes. in how that came to be then. Uh, so so I have a thing where every I mean, I'm I'm still pretty new to 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 Hitless, but uh, it started last year where I tried to try hard. Uh, a game or two, but I usually try to try hard one because I kind of get tired of try harding at times. But this year I was like, okay, Nier Replicant is coming out and I did Nier Automata and I enjoyed the, 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 the heck out of Nier Automata. And I was like, I am going to try hard this game. And so usually what try hard means is, um, uh, gain the game, get the run as fast as possible since release. It's like, how, how fast can I get it before, you know, I, once it, once it came out really. So my goal with replicant was 14 days. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get this run in 14 days. And I think that was honestly, like, sometimes I, I, I do, I, I say, I say 14 days, but it's like, it's really wild, uh, to just say that the thing is like, when I started replicant and I, and I started doing the first playthrough, as I went through the game, I was realizing how, how bad I was. You know how much deep shit I was because I was like, oh no, dude, this is a long run. No Mistakes way. Mistakes were made. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, I mean, I had no cam, so people could not see my face, but I, I, I was, all I was, I was worried. I was thinking like, how am I, how the hell am I going to get this run in 14 days? And then, and then the funny thing is, was I was okay if I didn't got it in 14 days. Cause you know, I like to put myself, I like to, I like to get goals that it's not that I, that I could probably get it is it's goals that I, how do I say this? So, so in the competitive aspect, I don't compare myself to people. I compare myself to, to my ideal self, right? So when I'm tryharding, uh, what I'm thinking is like, okay, 
the best version of me, how much it will take him to get this run. And so I'll go like, okay, hey, Blasty, the, you know, you know, the, the best version of me will just take, it will easily get in 14 days. And that's something that I just, that I just said myself, but it's not something that I fully think like, oh, I can really get that. So anyways, I, I, I got into, I got into it and I was like, oh damn, I don't even know how I'm, how I'm going to do this. And then, like I said, the, the, the run ended up in eight hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my brain is like going everywhere. So here's the thing that so when, before, before Replicant came out, so this is what I wanted to say before the Replicant came out, Resident Evil 8 was announced that it was coming. I don't know what day was it, but it was basically after the 14 day period that I gave myself from Replicant. So no longer it was. No longer was of like, okay, if I don't get in 14 days, it's fine. I can just keep grinding it. But I'm pretty sure that after 14 days, I'll probably be very close to getting the run. It was more of like, if I don't get this run in 14 days, I'm going to have to just take the yell and move on to wrestling Evil 8. So I had that, that, that pressure on me to just really get the run. So when I started replicant, I, that's when I realized that I was, that it was just a, a big mountain to climb. I, I just, I really didn't thought that I could do it to be honest but but uh yeah I pushed through I actually try hard a lot like I like uh, every single day I was thinking I will go to sleep and I'll probably I, I dream about about the about the run to be honest which is funny because um I think I was talking to my dad once about something <clears throat> and um he was telling me son the day you start dreaming about something is the day you you start getting proficient at it and so that never that never left my my uh like that always sticks to me so whenever I'm I, I'm dreaming about something. If I was dreaming about replicant. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I'm actually, I'm actually in this game, like, like really, really deep. So let's 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 give my all. So I grinded every day, like a lot of hours into it. And um, the the beginning, the beginning was was okay. There was a lot of running, and uh, the running was the part that I hated the most. And when I found out that I could just j jump on a board, it made things a lot easier, and and way faster. And then um, from there, there was uh, there was a couple of weapons that up here, and I was thinking of like, you know, should I go short, uh, like medium, medium range, and just you know use that, or should I go heavy? And then and then I learned how the enemy kind of like reacts to the weapons, and I was like, okay, then I'll just go, I'll just go like the starting weapon, because usually this is something that I know about development, is that usually developers like to like to sort of design the game around the initial the starting weapon right the the initial weapon remnant was this was just like that like the rifle was the weapon that they designed all the weapons around so the the, the starting weapon tends to be pretty good because it's pretty balanced uh for casual but when you when you apply it to hitless it's actually a little bit stronger than it should be so it's like okay i'll start with, i'll just use the starting weapon and then and it worked well it worked pretty well and so i didn't have to like search for all the weapons and that made my 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 job a little bit easier it was like it was like one less thing to search for because i was pretty comfy with with that and then um from there i started to like understand how the abilities work uh there were moments that i just i i couldn't even figure out some sections and i play around with so many stuff um, there, there was no speedrun at the time, so I couldn't even search for it. I did try searching older speedruns to see if I can get some sort of an idea, but uh, no dice. I had to, like, I had to keep working on my own, which, which kind of sucked. But, um, I mean, and now it feels good the fact that I, you know, that I still got it in 14 days. So yeah, uh, figure out the abilities and started working on each and every boss. And I found a couple of cheeses, which was, which was pretty funny. And 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 oh, so yeah. And then the one, the one thing that kind of like helped me a ton was just. To hit montages, right? Every single run, I will do a hit montage. I have, uh, I have like four unlisted videos, or I think it was five unlisted videos of my runs. I think I did like five attempts, and I think I got the run in the sixth attempt or something like that. And 
every single hit, I would just look at it and I'll go like, okay. And I'll try to look, I'll try to look, look for like more potential hits so I can avoid them. Because the thing about like getting runs fast is like, it's not about um, how much mileage you get out of a hit. It's about also like uh, understanding like where the potential hits can come from. So you got to be really good at predicting how hits are, are going to happen based on like what you do and how the, how the, how the environment is working around you. So I was very, I was paying so much attention to like, okay, I can get hit here. I can get hit over, uh, hit over there. Cause one of the things that I hated about myself in the past was that I would see the hits that could happen, but I'll be lazy enough to like not do anything about it. And then the hit happens like three PB and I'll just be sad because I didn't listen to myself. So one thing that I made sure was to listen to myself every time. So it's like, I see a potential hit here. Let's fix it. Let's not wait for the hit to happen. So, so like montages and being able to predict hits helped me a lot. And, um, I think the highlight of that run was basically the last two runs because I was at a six PB and the last two runs was eight and nine. Normally it, like, you know, you have like two days, I think it was like two days left, two to three days left. You kind of don't want to go for four runs. I, I mean, I, I like the thought process will be like, you know, I need to do as many runs as I can. So see if one of them is actually like the golden ticket. But, uh, I was like, no. Let me, I, let me try to get as much experience as I get. So this, this one run that I just gamble, gamble it on, on, I could just have like enough experience to, to like not get hit because at the end of the day, when you see a run that you've done and you look all the hits, let's say you did, uh, you did Celeste and you got like 200 hits total out of all the attempts you did. If you were to go to the past and just give all those hits to the past you, you probably would be able to shave off maybe like three-fourths of all those hits on the past you significantly reducing the amount of time it takes you to get a run so my thought process was that it's like let's not reset let's do as many runs as i can and i, I can only manage to do two runs because i think i got the run on friday so thursday i was going to I had to work so i couldn't put time onto it as much as i wanted to so i did runs prior to that and i got an eight hit run and a nine hit run and I was like all four hits. I was like, please give me all the hits that I could, that that's going to happen. Like all of them, give me, give it to me all. And, and then I started looking at every single hit. So I did montage of them. And then I download, I think I uh, downloaded them to my phone. And then when I was, uh, when I was working, no, I downloaded to YouTube. And as I was working, I would just leave the, 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 the playlist on looping of all the hits just so I can see them over and over and over and over. And, um, and from there, uh, you know, I, I went for that last run and I was, uh, I don't even, I, to this day, I can, I really can explain, explain how well the whole process, cause it's, it's kind of surreal. It's like that I got a six and a half run in 14 days with the last two runs being high, high hits. So, so yeah, I think I went a little bit away from, from Jeez. what you asked, but, okay. but yeah, I, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, that was, that was replicant. I guess, I guess I didn't mention Resident Evil 4. So coming into Resident Evil 4, uh, village, sorry. Uh, uh, oh, because it was the. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, village, village, no village. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. It's just I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil 4. So coming into Village, it was a bit more comfy because it was a four and a half hour run, four four and a half hour run, around that time frame. And I was like, oh, this is better. You know, it's <laughs> compared. Resident to Evil is known to be. Yeah, it was. It was so comfy, dude. Because it was two hours less. I was chilling. The Resident Evil games tend to be a little bit more slow paced to, compared to other runs. So there were there were a couple of things that I that I knew that I had at uh, that I had at, an advantage. For number one, I had a pretty good or or an average average uh, hitless average, I would say, understanding about how Resident Evil works. Uh, thanks to like you know uh, watching Carsey's uh, commentator commentating over his runs. 
because there's a lot of useful information there that he kind of talks about how the AI works and everything. So, like, a lot of the information that I got from, from Resident Evil 2 and 3 sort of, like, translated to Resident Evil 4 in terms of, like, how the AI works and everything. So, that was one advantage that I had. And the, and the other advantage that I had was that I was pretty good at FPS and PvE. Uh, for some reason, PvP, I suck at it, but but PvE, I was pretty good at, at that. So, so um, I was pretty comfortable about that. And so, they, the Resident Evil games tend to be a little bit more linear. So, I wasn't worried about, like, you know, whether I get the right path or not. It was not about, like, finding the right path. It was more about understanding, like, what are, what are the difficult parts of the game and, you know, um, giving all the tools that I get, where should I allocate all those tools on, right? So I have a thing where I call ref flags, and that's basically of, like, there's sex, ref flag is basically a section that is pretty hard to do compared to, like, the other sections. So it's, like, difficulties above average. So when, when doing, like, the first few runs, I would identify the ref flags and I'll try to allocate my important tools that I have at my disposal in terms of like defensive tools to those. And um and in the case of wrestling you village it will be just like guns and like where do you where do I use the guns and like I kinda wanna make max and not just farm everything. So so there'll be moments that there there's certain um, uh, types of uh bullets that are like important for me. So and then using like the the magnum and, and understanding where I should use it. So so all of that helped me a lot. Flashes were like super, super important to know where I should use them. So so when I understood like the like how the AI kind of reacts to the flashes, uh how the enemy reacts to the flashes, then I started like allocating them in the important spots together with the Magnum. And um it, the Resident Evil uh Resident Evil Village was was a lot easier than 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 replicant because I already had uh, a, a good amount of experience uh in the franchise. So it, it took me less. But I also had I also said I was going to get Wrestling Evil on um, 14 days maximum, but I really wanted to beat my previous sort of record of Wrestling Evil 3 because I got Wrestling Evil 3 in 10 days. So I was like, I want to beat 10 days. And I was super close in getting it, but I failed. And so we got it in the 10th day. Uh, the only difference is that Village, since routing, took me eight days. And then Wrestling Evil 3, uh, since routing, took me seven days. So I put one day extra in, in casual, casual playthrough than Resident Evil uh, Village. One thing I just want to mention before going on to the next point is when you talked about trying to uh, increase the scope of no hit runs and the comparison that came to my mind was speed running because speed running pretty much any game there is going to be at some level someone who has speed run or a, a, a community uh, no matter how big or small that have tried speed running a particular game as opposed to some a niche like Hitless which there are selective ones that are done often. For, like the biggest example is, of course, the Soul series, which uh, is like one of the most popular games of it. Uh, but there isn't a huge breath. Like not every game, someone is going to do a Hitless. So that's just a comparison that goes to mind. That you're like introducing that concept into Hitless that's already exists in speedrunning. Yeah, it was just a random thought that went through my mind uh, as you were explaining. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I love, I love going to like runs that I've never done before and just having meeting new people and then going like, oh wait, that's impossible. And I'm like, no, it's it's uh, it's it's doable. And then they kind of see the process of it and go like, oh, that's great. Very rarely somebody gets like uh, interested in doing so. But I think in Mega Man, there was a guy that was watching me do the run and he was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of feel motivated to just try this run. So, so I'll, I'll check it out. So I don't know where he where it stands right now, but last time I spoke to him, he was really interested in just getting into Mega Man No Damage. Because honestly, like like there was no nobody has done Mega Man No Damage, like uh, the Battle Network series 
Um, and I know speedrunners can definitely do it because they're like really, really good at the game, but no, none of them actually got like interested. And my goal when I did Mega Man was to maybe motivate them to do so. I, I failed in the process, but at least uh, at least I met some new friends. So it was was really fun. I think Catalyst for, for that run was Erethor. And my goal was to like try to motivate him to do the run. But he, you know, at the end of the day, he was not really interested in no damage. He was just a speedrunner. Has there been any impossible runs you've come across? Let me think. Well, there's there's been many runs that I decided not to touch for the time being. Um, I wouldn't say completely impossible, except for well, it's really hard to tell because I really don't consider games like to the to the to this point impossible. But I would say a game that you can you can for sure like if you see it, you probably go like yeah, this this is not yeah this is not doable. It would be Ninja Gaiden Black actually, which is funny because that game actually got um or not funny, but that the game was done no damage recently. Is that the one with the a couple days ago. Final boss. Uh the tricky final boss or is that a different one? No no I'm talking about uh, that so I'm talking about the you're probably talking about the uh platformer one? Yeah, I think so. Uh no I'm talking about the uh the uh the third person one. The oh, one that came from X yeah, uh, on Xbox. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so that game I remember when I talked to the guy who was uh also doing speedruns and, and challenges and stuff. He said it was impossible, and uh, and and I was like, oh sure. And so I checked the run, and honestly, it is insane if anybody pulls that hit list because the thing is, the the game uh, uh, it, it revolves around blocking. You know, um, it's made by Team Ninja. Team Ninja is known for doing not like having pretty hard games, uh, but more importantly, having pretty hard enemies to deal with because the tells in those games are are a little bit. They're, they're not as there's not as as good as Dark Souls. And Team Ninja likes to do like when they design their their their, their enemies. There is tells, but man, they're quick. I wouldn't say like Code Vein level quick, but they're quick. So so when you're trying to do headless on Ninja Gaiden Black, you basically cannot block, which is like your best tool because sometimes it will come, will come out of nowhere and you have to like just block and go for a counter. So imagine just not being able to block. It's like things are just gonna happen so quick and you're just gonna get hit pretty easily. So when he said it was impossible, I was like, oh, yeah. And then when I checked it out, I was like, yeah, he, he is probably right. I wouldn't say it's like impossible, but it's, it's really, really hard to pull off. Uh, but recently, no damage has been done. So at least that's a step in the right direction. I don't think anybody will probably attempt to do so. But uh, I would like to take a peek at it in the future. It's just that it's only for Xbox. Um, the Steam version, I don't like it. It's actually the PlayStation version. I don't want to try to touch that one because it has extra extra chapters. But uh, the Xbox one, I would like to try it out to see like how the AI kind of works because I think maybe there's a couple of things that might not have been tested out. So I don't want to like I don't want to label it impossible, but I would say like Ninja Gaiden Black is probably one of the the hardest or or probably the 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 one run that is kind of feels like pretty impossible to do. Besides that, uh, there's there's been other runs that I just like have touched and decided not to which uh one of them is uh shovel knight and the other one being code vein i do want to get back into those games oh super metroid is another one the first boss of super metroid like if you ever played super metroid um and you play the first boss you'll notice that uh that uh, that's not not doable so i mean not 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 it's not that it's not doable it's just it is extremely hard because the, it was not designed to to for you to like maneuver around it so yeah have there been any games that have proved either surprisingly more difficult or easier than you initially thought going into it oh that's a really good question let me think 
Um, maybe Deltarune. I I think I would say like Deltarune because the thing about the thing about these games is that I always thought that that uh, the Undertale games mm. are are pretty tough, and so um, QSV, which is a really good runner. And he's a world. I think he's the world's first to do uh, the 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 night run of like neutral, which is pretty insane because Flowey is crazy crazy hard. Uh, he said, "Oh yeah, do do Delta Rune. Uh, it shouldn't take you too long." And I'm like, "Dude, those those kind of games are not not easy." He's like, "No, you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You you know, it's it's like it's a short run. It's like thirty minutes." And I'm like, "Oh, it's a thirty minute run, huh? Hmm." Like I, I like thirty minute runs. I go like, "Okay, okay, okay. Let me try it out. Let me try it out." So I, when I tried it, I was like. Man, I don't know what I'm getting into. But then I started playing the game and I was like, oh, some of the enemies, the enemy fights are actually not as hard. They're pretty okay. The only intense part was the last boss and I was getting pretty consistent fights with them. So um, I wouldn't say it was uh, like easy, but it was easier than I expected. So that caught me off guard. I was like, oh, I can definitely do this. So I, I kind of grinded it hard. I was like in defense whether like I should really go for it. You know, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to shoot for, I, I don't know if I was trying to shoot for 20 at that point. Yeah, I think I was trying to shoot for 20 and I wasn't sure if I wanted to invest time on, on Deltarune because it was, I was completely new to the genre. So I didn't know like what I was getting into, that, which is one of the things that can kind of be scary for some people. It's like you're getting to a new genre. You have no idea how the genre works. So it's like starting from scratch. You just have to like get used to it and and develop experience. You know, like like most of my experience were like on Souls games and RPGs and 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 Metroidvanias. So coming into a game like like Delta, you know, it's like oh, I don't know if I could do this. But then when I played the first game casually, it was like okay, which is one of the things that I I'm pretty happy that I'm able to 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 do. Maybe a lot of people, everybody has this, but. Um, I'm, I'm, it's pretty easy for me to tell, or nowadays it's pretty easy for me to tell, like how much is gonna, is a run gonna take me. So I kind of, I kind of tend to predict that after a first playthrough. Like for example, Mega Man, when I, when I first played Mega Man fully, because I wanted to do a first playthrough, I ended up and I said, okay, this run's gonna take me three months. And it took me three months. There's, there's a couple of games that I that said, okay, this is gonna take me two weeks or it's gonna take me a month. And I pretty much nailed the time that it takes me to get the run. And any that's proved more difficult than you initially thought? Uh, which one? Delta run? Uh, no, it was, uh, so that Delta run was an example of one that was easier. Was there any that's proved more difficult than you initially thought? There's been, there's been games that I underestimated. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's, that's the right way to say it. Can I, a little bit? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm looking at the games right now. Let's see, uh, oh. Oh, oh, dude, Hotline Miami. <laughs> Hotline Miami, dude. Oh, that game. Wow. So, so in the beginning of the year, I had this little thing where I kind of wanted to spice things up. And I, I decided to let the viewers choose the runs that I wanted to do. I was like, yeah, do tell me what, which run you would like to see. Because I think that's something that I really liked about speedruns and the events like AGDQ. It's like, people people enjoy seeing their game get crushed. And it's kind of like, like a like a love letter for them. It's like, oh, damn, the, the game that I love them a, a lot. It's like, I, I can see now, like, from a different perspective, how, like, you know, it's approached. And I thought maybe people want to have that sort of experience where they just find, like, they ask me to do their favorite game and just do a hit list. And at that time, there was two people who asked me. A close friend of mine and then one of my moderators said, hey, do Hotline Miami. And um, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. And when I played the game, ah, uh, dude, I, if I thought that getting into Replicant was, I, I, I got into deep trouble, Hotline Miami was like three times that because the enemies don't, the enemies can kill you in the first frame. <laughs> so 
that's that's nuts. So when I was watching, because I was watching a speedrun of it, and these guys were going like balls deep, just just didn't care. And their their excuse was like, if you die, it's okay, because uh, it's it's just faster to reset the level and attempt it again. Then then uh, no I, no they said if things go wrong, it's okay to reset. Then just 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 attempt to salvage it because it's faster. And I was like, oh no, dude, these guys like do this kind of stuff. And then they were they were saying like, yo, yeah, you can die in the first frame. Like they can shoot you in the first frame. They can either choose to react on the first frame or react in the frame number 50 or react like a thousand or none at all. So it, there was a bit of RNG in, the, in, the, in terms of like, like they can choose when to engage in, in fights with me at any point. So I would peek in so they could see me and they would just act like they never saw me. And that was frustrating. And so I would, when I started, I thought it was going to be a little bit easier. And then, and then it just, it was, it was hard. It was hard because not only, not only the, the, the fights were brutal, um, especially in a casual, but I had no source of like strats to go from like everybody who, who's done like, like sections or segments, they just go fast. Um, there was only one guy. Who attempted to do headless, but he was doing the glitch uh, with glitches, uh, which I have no problem with that. It's totally fine. But the thing is, well, he was skipping a couple levels. So he, they found a way where they, you can just get in back into the car and then you will skip the full level and just continue on. So he skipped a couple levels, but I had to like, you know, I, I was not going to do that. I had to do it. I had to do all levels because there's, you know. I, uh, there's, there's no way for me to like skip it like by the intended, by developer intended. So. He went balls to the walls as well. He was like going fast and he didn't care anything at all. It looks like he was, he was certain he was not going to get hit though. It was not true. Cause you know, you only see the, the finalized product. You don't see the struggle. So, so I know for a fact that this guy probably tried it a couple of times already. So I was like, okay, then I have, there's nothing, there's no sort of information for me to like, be able to like learn from them. So I, I had to start from the scratch and that was a run that I underestimated that I thought that was going to take me so, a long time. I, I, I did end up getting it within, I think it was like 17 days. That was a run that was very scared. The more, the more I learn about the game, the better it was though. Like I learned that enemies kind of have some sort of like navigation mesh but like their navigation mesh was basically like when cutting corners they had to like get to the corner and then turn around so that was uh that was something that i heavily abused i would i, I also learned that they can also react to shoot to you shooting through a wall that they don't actually have to see you so what i would do is i would have a camp in a room stay in a corner or not in the corner stay in the edge of the door i would shoot throw the weapon and then as they come in i will punch them and I will kill them all because uh, there's a mask called Tony that Tony that it basically kills everybody in one hit. So so that uh, Tony Tony's mask helped a lot, especially because you can get the mask at the level in the I think it's the second or third chapter if you did the right score. Which funny enough, you you don't you really don't have to try so hard to get Tony. Like you need a certain score, but it's so easy to get the score that. I never got worried about getting the Tony mask. I, I always got it. So a lot of the strats revolve around Tony and just making sure that, you know, based on what I understood by the, like with the AI, but there were, there were sections on that game that it was brutal, dude. There, I think it was, um, there was, there's a chapter word there is basically you have, um, it's a disco. And then the second level, there's a part where there's two rooms when you get exposed, like when you try to get like to go forward to see if you can shoot one enemy, you're exposed to the left side of that room as well. So there was really no way for me to hide. I had to like choose when to peek and shoot because the other side will kill me if I tried that. When I found out that I could 
sort of like bring the enemies to me by shooting at the, like shooting towards them across like a wall uh it made things a lot easier because i will enter that room and then i would stay in the entrance and i would shoot the only the only scary part about that strat was that i had limited amount of weapons and if all those weapons like if the bullets were out then i i'm pretty pretty much done i had to I had to go out and try to punch them and and they they shoot you in frame one the bullet is it's not hit scan it's bullet travel but the, the, the bullet travel pretty fast it's really hard to dodge if anything um the further you are the better but the closer you are is, is pretty much hit scan so that was crazy and then the most crazy part was like the last the last few stages there was a particular stage with a boss which is basically the last part of the main character, the last state, uh, stage for the main character. And I have no I had no idea how I was going to do that fight because it's, it basically is the, the boss, the mafia boss or whatever boss is. You have, there's two cats in front to like, like, I don't know if like tigers or whatever they are. And then you have, uh, the boss's right hand. And so the way it goes is you kill the two cats and then you kill the right hand boss. And then you, I mean the right hand man, and then you kill the boss. And so the problem was the cats, the cats, they run at you and they just, they just bite you. This, this. There's no tell, there's nothing. As soon as they get close to you, you're dead. So that was really hard because you enter that room with nothing. You only use a trophy. You get a trophy from one of the, like the, the terrace and you just smack with the trophy. So I'm like, how the hell am I going to kill them with, with just a trophy? And, and I, and I learned that, um, if I, if I position myself in the corner, in the, in the right corner, I mean, this was me testing all the positions that I could get. If I stay in the right corner. And then I, I basically, I slash them at the correct time. That slash, will, like, it's not going to kill them because they die in two slashes, but that slash will stop them. And then they will go for an, for a very predictable attack. And all I had to do was time the attack. So I, it was sort of like a pattern or, or in, in, a, in a tempo, it was kind of like a pattern. So I'll just do that for the first cat and then for the next cat. And um, I didn't have to fight them both at the same time because since I was in the right corner, uh, naturally one of them st uh, just falls behind the other one because one of them is closer to me so i would just kill the first one and then kill the second one and then from there i would position myself in the center let the right hand man like the the the, the, the his minion come to me throw the the, the trophy and then I, I will i will basically just coward in the in one of the, one of the corners and then just kill him there so like it took me a long time to come up with that strat but man when i found that out i was like so happy because one of the things i hate is just not being not having control of an outcome that laid into a run because after that fight it was like three stages left and they were not that difficult except for the last one which was another thing that uh, i had to put a lot of time into but um but yeah once i once i figure out the boss in the last stage of the of the game the the only the only one that really 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 was inconsistent was the police department so once, once i figured that out it was good but that that run in particular i i i i was not expecting to suffer as much as i did one run you've done is the world's first remnants of the ashes of which the game developer studio i believe or at least the uh the twitter um the official twitter for the remnants uh uh shouted it uh, shouted the run out has there been any other experiences or was that sort of guess a surprise to wake up to or uh to see happen yeah that was that was, that was the my only surprise i mean the, the only the only moment that i that i had something like that i it was completely unexpected because I never reached out to the devs, but I was very vocal in, in Reddit because at that point I kind of realized that, uh, um, I was trying to understand Reddit cause I was into like, um, content creation. So I really wanted to like, learn how to like understand all the so other social media so I can bring out more people into, to, into my community. So I realized that people disliked heavily me posting videos, but they actually enjoyed me posting pictures. 
And so I will put I will post pictures about um, about my progress, which is another thing that I noticed. They like people like really being part of a of a journey or like a narrative. They kind of like they like following a narrative. So I would I would often just post pictures about like you know like, uh, you know four hit PV. I'm struggling, but still there. You know, um, almost about to get to this boss. You know, wish me luck and other stuff. And then you know I it, that was kind of like building up to when I got the run. And so when I got the run, I I posted the, like the the final boss picture with uh, with all the splits in green and i was like yeah i finally did it i got it and that got a lot of upvotes and like a, a lot of upvotes and the developers congratulated me there in, in in the reddit post and they found uh i i guess they just typed hey blasty on twitch and they found out the vault and they posted the vault like i, I didn't even give them the vault they just they just found me and found the vault and then just posted the vault that's how it, how it happened so it was pretty fun it was, it was pretty cool i didn't it was it caught me. It caught me completely off guard. I was really happy that uh, they reached me out. I saw the tangent, but uh, I was curious because I've I've not seen it before. It might it might be more well known than than I'm aware of. But for your oh for a few runs, but the one I saw it on at least was the Celeste run, which is your controller, which is hitbox. At least the visual on screen resembles yes. like if people have in mind like an arcade machine and the circular buttons and there's like several of those on screen could you describe like first of all what it is and the why you use that for those runs if not more that i've not seen so the hitbox is basically uh, it's, it's just an arcade controller but instead of having the, the, the stick that you see in the arcades they just have four directional inputs which are in red and then the, you know the other buttons which are in white the headbox that I own kind of mimics the PlayStation 4 controller. There's another one that mimics the GameCube controller, which has way more buttons. And the layout is kind of more of like a keyboard style layout where you got like the WAS and then the shift button next to it. So so it's a bit more friendly for keyboard players. When um, the idea of um, trying out the hitbox was that um, I've always been a fan of like approaching game, the multiple games or new games with a different controller. I kind of I noticed that I'm pretty good at adapting. So I kind of like, like enjoy doing, trying new new controllers with, with different games. Like for example, uh, Hollow Knight was with the GameCube controller. Katana Zero was with the Xbox. Uh, Minecraft was with the with the um, I forgot the name of it. It's basically a controller that that you put your you, you put your ha your hand in it and it's just like a hand controller. I use that. And so uh, when I when I knew about the hitbox, I was interested because um, I didn't like using keyboard for platforming, but I really love tapping. The, the 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 keys like uh, usually use keyboard for like my third person games like Dark Souls I I I always play with mouse and keyboard on Dark Souls so so I would I would just like freaking like like really mash the the buttons like pretty hard and that's the thing that people do with arcades they just mash buttons and I was like huh if I actually like I really enjoy just mashing buttons on a keyboard but I don't like it for platforming I wonder if I might enjoy you know using a hitbox and I bought it and I fell in love with it. And so I think I got this before Celeste, I, I would say. And so when I decided to do Celeste, uh, I, I took the, I, I decided to just use the, the, the hitbox, which was probably not the best idea because a lot of the hours that I put on Celeste back then when I, when I used to play it a lot, it was with a GameCube controller. And so I it basically, I had to learn everything from scratch with, with it, because one of the things about the hitbox is that the, out of the four red buttons that the hitbox have, the one in the lowest part is actually up. That's, that's the input it, it, it's to go up. So it's kind of, kind of intuitive 
when you think about it, that you have to press the button that is the lowest to go up when it should be down. And so that took me some time to get used to because I couldn't like do it without thinking. Like subconsciously, I couldn't really press the down the, the lowest button to just go up. So that, that took me some time to just get used to. But I, I fell in love with the controller. Honestly, I think it's a controller that I would use for every Metroidvania. Um, I just, just the, the sound of it and when I tap it, how, how it feels. Uh, honestly, I, I've been looking to buy another controller similar to this. But I, I would say like, like my, my curiosity for like doing uh, tempting hit lists with different controllers and just seeing like, you know, can I adapt to this with this controller? is what pushed me to try uh, the hitbox with Celeste. And after that, I've been using hitbox for other games like Total Luna Nights. I did, I did it with the hitbox as well. Let's move into live streaming i guess unless it can't be uh, taken away from it or separate from the challenge run aspect what is it about live streaming that you enjoy honestly is hanging out with people live streaming is kind of like the vir virtual world of uh couch gaming is is where couch gaming has gone to and i've always been a big fan of couch gaming I, like i used to play with my friends and just hang out and um this is just there's a uh, couch gaming had this sort of like if anything parallel play to it where it's like you're probably not directly having fun with your with your friend he's probably playing another game or an, on a handheld while you're playing on a console but uh just having somebody there like either witnessing or just being there with you is kind of kind of cool so so transitioning to streaming was basically the same it was like couch gaming but virtually and so, you know, had people there, we, we, you know, we could talk about a lot of stuff that related to hit list or challenge running, or, you know, just, just the act of sharing. It was, it was something that I really enjoyed and, um, doing, doing no head runs helped me a lot because, uh, I'm not alone in this, you know, it was, it was I'm, I'm just doing it with them and, and, and they kind of helped me sort of like not think about when I reset, you know, this hard moments, it's, it's kind of easier for me to just try again. When I have people with them, so of course the community, but 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 main, mainly mainly just the the uh, couch gaming aspect of it. It's like I have a uh, a group of people just hanging out with me and chat, and they're just experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing, or at least uh, to some degree, right? They're not controlling the game, but they're they're kind of watching me do stuff, and and we're just talking about stuff. And then if, if there's things that are going wrong, they can just kind of like brainstorm with me, and then you know we can figure things out and and, tr and try to see like you know how can we fix. Uh, a certain issue and that was actually very true when i did wrestling evil 3 uh, a moderator of the name uh miley ray stewart she she's been with me for quite some time and um i tried i, I basically tried or taught her everything i know almost everything i know about hitless because uh there was a point that i kind of wanted her to be like the this female figure that that, that does hitless because i really like seeing women uh, attempt like cool stuff so i kind of wanted that for miley back then so i was you know i was telling her everything that I knew and here and there because I needed somebody that could think someone in the same venue as me that could just figure things out for me. And Resident Evil 3, there was there was a there was a boss that I was like really having a hard time. And then she suggested me something and that changed completely the fight. And I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. Okay, let's do this then. And if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have not gotten to run in in seven days since since uh, routing. So, so that sort of like couch gaming and being able to like brainstorm with people is one of the things that I enjoy the most when streaming. You're currently a member of uh, Team uh, Widers, which is a community of uh, challenge runners, and you've participated in events. Uh, at least the event that I found was the Clan uh, O'Connell speedrun, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it was a speedrun. Uh, do you enjoy the event aspects? I 
I'm not. I'm sure you've been in some other ones. I just couldn't find as I was doing some prep. But events participation. Do you enjoy that aspect? Oh yeah. Um. So 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 just just to like uh throw the information out there. I did participate in the team hitless event. I think you participated as well. Um. I was I was commentating RE. Um, but in regards to Clan Okano, um, I, I loved it. I, I was, I was doing, uh, I initially, I wanted to go for Headless, but I couldn't, I couldn't get there. Clan Okano was something of a game that I was like looking forward to being done with. But, um, but, uh, when I, when I did sp- a speed run, I, I didn't thought I was actually going to fare well. I was, I was just looking to just have fun and just give my all. And I en- ended up winning the, the, the tournament. But, um, before that I was actually commentating. And one of the things that I enjoy a lot is commentating. I've been always being a big fan of commentating, commentating. And somebody I looked up to when it comes to like like high tier commentating is IFC Yipes. I think he's he's uh, he's probably like god tier commentator. And so um, I kind of wanted to provide that sort of quality to to people when it comes to Hitless because I think uh, there's there's mo- there's a couple aspects of Hitless that uh, that kind of needs to that needs a bit of attention to just have a core community and can glue people into into the game like like first it's a narrative and and you also need people that they can kind of like you know look forward to seeing part of the narrative um it was not the case for Clan O'Connell but but uh but that idea of like being that kind of commentator that kind of pushed that sort of narrative was something that I kind of pushed me into into you know uh accepting to commentate on Clan O'Connell and I really enjoyed it it was really it was really fun to be able to interact with the developers and then you know kind of change back and forth information and like 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 explain what the runners were doing it was it was a really really fun experience and uh yeah when i i will i will i would do it again and again and again to be honest along similar lines is that the appeal of making guides for you the be able to explain things that may not be immediately obvious even just by watching so so making guys is is a uh, is, is pretty interesting because uh, i don't think the appeal was much of being uh, was much of that when i started it was more of like there was a there was a there was a spot that was not filled and somebody needed to do it and so i started doing it and then i noticed that people really needed the help and then from there i started like like working on it on, on guides. So from there, it did transition into being able to like, um, sort of like explain people how everything worked in the in like commentary fashion, I would say. Well, not really commentary fashion, but in a similar fashion. And the feedback was phenomenal. I had, I had really good feedback. And so that made me realize that people really needed, needed guides. And, uh, and after that, my goal was to make guides in a way that it was very easy to understand and people can kind of like get into the getting to the mindset of doing bosses hitless and I, I think one of my goals with with uh with the guides in dark souls uh dark souls games especially dark souls 3 because i think this is the only one that i've done guides from my goal was to kind of like what, what would be the word uh is it demystify or like like yeah basically demystify the, the 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 fact or not the fact that the idea that um that uh, dark souls is a hard game which is it is it is, but I think people were missing the point about the game. Miyazaki said himself that he, he made that he didn't make the game harder, hard for the sake of being hard. He could have made it hard for the sake of being hard if he wanted to. But um, one of the, one of the things that I really liked about Dark Souls Three was that the game itself was trying to teach you something. That that the, the difference was the difference between player was whether you were willing to be to learn or not. And so I think people didn't couldn't grasp that idea. So my goal for guides was to be able to like teach them the way of like learning a boss so the, the thing i would do is i will give them all the move sets of a boss 
so they can kind of get them, themselves acquaintance with what how the boss functions instead of like giving them a like a spread of like yeah just use this weapon and buff like this and then when phase two comes in just wail on it and done you know i kind of wanted to provide enough information for them to just to like uh, to say like this not to give them the fish but to learn how to fish so i really wanted them to like be able to like when they were done with the guy to be able to transition to another boss and go like, oh, I know how to do this now. Or like, I know how to approach this, right? So yeah, it was it was true to like bring light to the idea of like, the game is hard, yes, but it's much harder because you're not looking to learn, right? Like the Dark Souls is a game that if you take the time to learn, it's not a game to, it's not a game that is meant to be done quickly. It's a game that takes time to learn and to just get used to. So if you take your time to just, you know, go little by little, you can start even a Gundir and just try to understand how Gundy works and learn from him. You, you know, your, 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 your experience will, will, will go pretty high up. You, you'll get better skill-wise at, at the game as opposed to just, you know, mashing the button and hoping that you beat the boss. So, so in guides, I, you know, I wanted to do that. There's, there were people that didn't like the idea of like, yeah, you just give me too much information. I just want to know how to beat this boss. That, that didn't, that didn't make me change. Because I knew there was a lot more people saying that, you know, like, oh, I, 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 I struggled with this boss for 15 uh, hours, or it took me 15 tries to beat this boss. And after watching it run, I just got it first try. Like I've gotten so many comments of people just saying, I just got this boss first try after seeing your video. That made like, made me like, uh, under, like that, that was a confirmation of, for me that I was doing the right thing. Like I was not teaching them how to do a certain strat. I was teaching them how to learn the boss and how to like fight the boss correctly so like if they try it again um later on then they'll feel like it's just it's not as hard as i thought it would be you know that kind of thing and, and um on the later guides i actually started incorporating in the, in the in the description if you go to the description you'll see that there's like references of four videos with different different weapons each of me doing the boss hit list they will go like yeah but how do you do this with great sir and i go like just look at this video it's like see how i did frida or see uh how i did uh uh, watchers, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, so, you know, my, my job as doing providing, providing guys was, was much more than just give them a quick fix. It was more of like setting them in the right path to like, be able to be the, like independent in, in their, in their journey of just achieving, you know, finishing the game because it's, it's like finishing the game is, it means a lot for a lot of people. I know people who have commented that like, like, I never thought this was possible and, and, and I did it. And I get that in the, in the nameless, uh, not nameless in the cinder video, which is like a very important video to me. It's like very dear to me, but, um, but that, that video I've, I've had people just say like, you know, I never thought I could do this and I, and I did it. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for the tutorial, you know? So, yeah. In a sense, it's instead of teaching how to do a boss, it's teaching to understand how the boss works. And from that, you can then learn to do the boss because you know how it, how it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My goal, my goal simply was to like help people understand how to go about playing Dark Souls through, through a boss fight. It was, it was like, you know, don't, don't look for like a one trick pony, just take the time to learn. And people will go like, Hey, I need help. And I will just casually go like, yeah, just show me the video. And I tell you what you're doing wrong. Right. I'm not going to give you uh, any sort of a piece start or anything. Now that I knew many, but there were some that uh, I knew that you could finish fights pretty quickly, but, um, but I would just you tell them, Hey, just. Show me a video, show me a recording, and I'll, I'll point out what you're doing wrong and what you can do right. And uh, usually when people bring the video, I kind of try to touch into the mindset of like fighting the boss. Because I think that's that's the number one thing that uh, makes them lose fights a lot. 
and uh, and mainly is just they just want to mash buttons. And I tell them, hey, learn the move set, and then understand when can you attack. Don't attack whenever you want to because you're just asking to get hurt. So like, be mindful of like what you're gonna do. Right, every single action that you take, every decision that you make, kind of counts in the fight. So don't attack out of nowhere. React to the boss. Punish the boss. It's better to punish than just act uh, without any sort of an idea of like if it's gonna come out well or not. So so I would try to like you know kind of touch on the mindset a little bit more than anything else because I, a lot of the time this is just you know really a bad habit or, or bad man mindset of like how to fight a boss that most of the people can just do it. It's just they don't understand how to. So so that's uh, I, I would touch on that more in depth when whenever they couldn't beat the boss the final query before we go into some quick questions is with doing so many runs do nerves still play a role or do nerves still affect you uh i think that nerves will, will will always affect me but not as much as it used to there's uh back then back then i had an issue with, with nerves and there's a runner that i probably won't be able to mention his name because I, I probably doesn't want to um but um there's, there's a runner who's a really 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 good runner uh, that that maybe not many people know about um he does mainly low damage runs and there was one time that I was talking to him about nerves, and because um, that, that was a subject that I kind of wanted to touch on with all the other runners to see like what were their takes on it. And he said that he didn't, he rarely get nervous. Like he gets nervous, but not like, not not too much. And it was the idea of like really not caring in a way. And I was like, oh, interesting, huh? And so I tr I try to like set my uh, set a mindset where I don't care, but not really. It's more of like I'm okay with. I'm okay with not getting the run, right? I um I think like that's one of the things that helped me a lot lose like like diminish the amount of nerves that I could get or minimize the amount of nerves that I that I would have on a on a given run. It's just um it's just understanding that if I get hit I can just try him tomorrow and uh I don't have to worry about it as much. Now now nowadays it's it's, it's not as it's not as uh it's I still get you know more nervous than the normal but it's because you know I'm I'm, I'm shooting for this goal and um uh, and we only have one month left so it's kind of scary when when the runs don't go your way, especially Resident Evil Four. God damn it! But yeah, it's it's uh, I've learned to just not really not really put too much attention in caring. The other thing is that I I kind of like juggle between games. Like I don't do just one run. I do I've done four runs at a time at the same time. And um, the idea of like if I just don't get this run, I can just turn it off, put the other run, and just start working on the other run. It's kind of like helped me a lot. It was like okay, yeah, if I get hit, I'll just try tomorrow. I'll just work on these other runs. And so, so the, the juggle, the, the 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 whole thing of like me juggling between games, also helped me with that. Because honestly, sometimes for me, time is not like big of a factor unless I'm tryharding. And I, I understand, I fully understand that when I go for a run, I understand that I can get the run at any point. So it doesn't become a matter of like, can I get the run? It's like when. So I can choose to try hard and get it faster, or I can just you know chill, enjoy myself, be okay with getting hit, and I'll take it later. I'll get the run later. So, so that has that has helped me a lot with with uh with just you know fear and stuff. That said, though, you always you always get nervous. You 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 always fear like uh, feel like your heart is pumping pumping like really fast. But um, I've managed to control the being nervous, and that has helped me a lot with with my runs. Because usually when you get pretty nervous at the end of a run, it's kind of hard to like perform the the way you want to because it's. You know, there's there's the nerves are in there. It's kicking in, so you don't have as much control as you kind of want to. Um, there's also the fear of like, I do not want to get hit. It's like I'm so close, I don't want to get hit. So so all of that kind of factors in, and kind of like your your potential, not your potential, but the uh, 
the your normal self when you're just practicing is not there. It's it's a it's a bit it's a bit less. So I've been I've been I've been working on that a lot, and I've gotten way re- re- better since you know, from like if we think about Dexus two to now, I've, I've gotten a lot better at that. If you could give one piece of advice for a new no hit runner, what advice would it be? I I would say uh, embrace failure. I would say I I think failure is one of the things that runners that keep runners from even attempting a run failure is a reason why sometimes you kind of delay your runs because of that like you you you're you're afraid of failing you don't want to fail you don't want to accept when you fail and i think failure is probably like the one of the catalysts for for getting runs and it has has been for me just you know i've been i've been i wouldn't say like all my life but I've, i've been kind of a failure way before my head runs like I've, there's there's I've been a lot of things that i've attempted in my life that i sucked at you know i tried parkour i tried uh skateboarding i tried basketball i wasn't too high enough uh Yu-Gi-Oh, i tried i attend i tried to attend tournaments uh, like I, I was pretty bad at a lot of stuff and i tried like like for example skating i would wake up every morning and i would jump over a bucket for 30 minutes straight just so i can get an ollie like i could perfect an ollie and then after that i just couldn't land an ollie well so uh, you know, I, I put time. I, I had discipline, so I'm I'm not a stranger to failure. So so when I learned to to embrace failure, it helped me a lot with runs because it just tells you what you're doing wrong, and and, and it, you know, it's if you know what you're doing wrong, then you'll know not to do it. You know, you know. So it doesn't apply to everything. Like I said, like failure didn't help me a lot with with skateboarding, but it definitely has a lot helped me a lot with no hip running. Uh, on top of that, you know, the, the thing about embracing failure is that if you can't do the run, it's okay to walk away. When I did Dark Souls 2, I was okay with walking away. It's like, yeah, it's my first game. If I don't get it, it's fine. It's like, I don't, I'm not, I don't have, I have zero expectations of me. I'm okay with walking away if this run doesn't work out. And I've done it with every single run. But that's why I come I come to Code Bang from time to time. I, I, I haven't touched Shovel Knight because of that. It's like, it's like, it's not that I'm not good enough. It just takes more time. And well, uh, not accepting... Not choosing to continue is kind of like a fa- kind of like a fail. It's like I, I failed to just do the run from the start, from the get go. So I'm okay with failing. I'm I'm okay with admitting that I failed. Like you know, it's important to understand your strengths and weaknesses because that way it helps you shape off your path. If one game could be released tomorrow, either an announced, unannounced, or a sequel to a game you don't think will ever exist, what game would it be? I think Mega Man Battle Network Seven. <laughs> it stopped at six. Is the first they were done. I always thought that the game that the the franchise of that had the potential to compete with Pokemon. It was it was a game that probably was not as friendly to get into as Pokemon, but man, it had like really really cool mechanics. People who play Battle Network in the back uh, back in the day, they they know like it was a really good game, and it had like really good stuff going on. It's just that uh, it's it's a it's a it's like branch it, like it was branching off from the original Mega Man, which is a platformer. So it probably wasn't the game that the the franchise they kind of want to put it a lot a lot more effort into it. But uh, I feel like there was a, an opportunity missed there. But I would say yeah, Mega Man Battle Network Seven. I would definitely not hit that game if it comes out. Related to related to the the mental aspect of doing challenge runs, if there was a time, could you tell me about when a run was taking its toll? And how you got past it? So there's, I would say there's, there's kinda two games. Celeste was basically, if you're asking me like, what was the most game, the game that I got the most emotional was Celeste. Um, uh, I, I, Celeste is the only game that I cried, to be honest. Is, um, and I actually had to mute myself on stream because I was crying, but I was crying because because I was nervous because because uh, the nerves kicked in and I was like, oh man, here comes the nerves again. 
same old, same old. Hello, my my old friend. So it was, it was just like I couldn't control it, and I and and I know that when you're nervous, you can't perform well, and especially on a game like Celeste, where it's like platforming, you, you gotta be uh, not super precise, but very close to precise. That scared me a lot, and uh, it it was it was the Celeste was definitely a struggle because I I went pretty hard on that game on November last year. I had a goal of doing. I had two goals. One one was twelve games before December, the end of December, and then was. A 12 out of 12, which is basically the same thing, but but the other one had a bit more uh, a bigger window to to just mess up. Like the the 12 out of 12 ended on the, on on the I think the first or second week of January when while the 12 runs out of December ended up in 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 the in December. So so I wanted to get I really really wanted to get the 12 runs before the end of December. So at that point it was in November was Celeste month, and um, I grind that game so hard. And I got to one PB, I think like early or mid-December. At that point, I was juggling be between three games. I was doing the Pathless, Celeste, and Sekiro. And uh, those there was those were the last three games that I needed to complete before the end of December. And I was stuck at PB Hell with, with Celeste for uh, for the remainder of, of December. I managed to get the Pathless, I managed to get Sekiro, but I couldn't, for the love of me, get, get Celeste. And uh, last day, last run... I got pretty far in, and then I got hit, and it was over. I uh, I entered January, and um, I was already like really burned out from the game because I, I I played so much, I pushed that game so hard that there was there was one comment from a speedrunner uh, that I was talking to. Uh, it was like, imagine that that uh, it takes you like eight months to get this run, and then I was laughing, but after a while, I was it, that thought kind of creeped in, and I was like, oh damn, imagine this is the run that I just take so long. Because I've heard of I've heard of many runners who they, they just have runs that takes them like eight months, nine months, like a full year, and I was like, damn, what if Celeste is just that run that I just won't be able to get through until like many many months pass? And so from there, I was like, I started getting burned down. I was like, yeah, let's, I'm not gonna touch Celeste for a little bit. And one of my one of my 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 viewers went to my Discord and said, Blassie, you haven't touched this game in quite some time. And this was this was February, getting into February. And he said, "I will unsub, unfollow. I will stop talking to you <laughs> if you don't get this run by this time." And he had a website where it showed the time, the timer, and everything. So I had like I think it was like till the like like mid February or something like that. And I have a, I have a photo. I just haven't been able to find it, but I have a photo where it, it shows it shows him saying that. And I go like, "But like that's very little time." And then there, there's another. Uh, a viewer of mine saying, "Well, you gotta, you better get working onto it." And he just, just kicked W's. I think it was her loose or whatever. And I was like, "Damn it!" And so I started working again. I mean, I knew that that like he wasn't super serious about it, but that definitely pushed me. And I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll start working on it." And then um, the the day before, I decided to start doing runs again on Celeste on stream. I started, uh, I, I went, I decided to practice. I was like, "Okay, it's been quite some time. Let me see how I feel about this run." And funny enough, I got the run off stream that 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 practice i was de-rusting after not playing the game for so quite some time and i got the run i was uh, for me it was like a movie it was like i was getting i was wowed i was like am i really getting this run like you, like you can see the run and you'll see like me like getting like a, being amazed of like whoa i'm actually this far in no way dude and then um and then i got to the last flag and i was like oh this is crazy and then and, you know i i pogged i freaking popped off um i haven't popped off as much as i did for a long time um because 
I think there's only three games that I really popped off. Usually when it does be the game, I just go, I say, no hit run activated. But, you know, it's just more of like a scripted thing that I do. But sometimes I just don't really react much out of it. And I think it's more mainly because I just know that it's possible at that point. And, or like everything makes sense and I just need to perform. So nothing wow out of that. But um, but yeah, like Dark Souls 2, Resident Evil 2 were the games that I popped off. And after that, I stopped popping off. And then Celeste, when I did Celeste uh, after after like more than a year is when I popped off again. I was like, damn, this game was was something. And it's because all the games that I'd done pre previous, there was always a strat. There was always a way for me to execute. I had everything, everything planned out. If things didn't work, I will find a better strat and things will work out. So that was that one game where I realized that that strategizing was not everything. There is also skill. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> okay. So there's, I, you know, I lacked skill and I, I needed to like, to like, like I had my strengths were were like being able to like route stuff and do well. Like my skill was not the greatest, was enough to like get me the runs on many other stuff, but it was not enough for Celeste at that point. So like I realized like yeah, I do like there's games that just plain old require skill. You just need to be really skilled for the game. Like, you know, like for example, Remnant from the Ashes was kinda one of them. Like you need you you need a, a good mechanical uh, skill, but I think more importantly than that, you really need to be good at shooting. Um, not completely necessary, but the, the better you are shooting, the easier it becomes because the rifle just one shots almost everything. So you just need to make sure to clear your enemies. So I was good at that, but Celeste required a set a set of skills that I did not have, and I and when, and, and that kind of scared me because I was like, damn, will I ever get this the necessary skills for Celeste? So yeah, I lo you know look at that. All I needed was rest. <laughs> To be honest, which is the one thing, which is funny because I, I always talk about how important rest is, is the one thing that I completely dismissed out of Celeste. Because um, this is something that I, that I knew back then when I was a musician. I used to practice my, my bass like, like five, hour, five hours a day. I even practiced 10 hours a day. Like I had a pretty big schedule. I would do that. And uh, there was a point that I just couldn't move on. And I, and I, like, I, I, had, I struggled with just getting better and I was really really sad and and depressing whatever and then one, after a week passed i came back and i was like two to three times better than i was before and i was like oh man so this is the power of resting and so i remember that from that long ago and i applied it to to my runs but celeste was the one game i didn't apply it to and so when i took a break on january and i came back to february it was like oh my god dude i'm like way better it's like the feather sections were like that were pretty hard which was the main part of like that i really sucked at i was doing really good because like feather sections with with hip headboxes is hard it's better with a joystick so so it's so yeah yeah I'm, i think i think that one yeah and the final query is what's in the future plans of hey blasty the future plans of hey blasty uh i need to get 30 runs before the end of december um i'm sitting i'm sitting at 23 uh resident evil 4 is i'm a four hit pb I'm supposed to be done with it on November and this we're, we're behind date. So I want to do that. And then next year, I definitely want to, I I'm probably going to lay low a little bit more on, on the headless side. I want to focus more on the community and try to promote headless on, on top of like content creation on YouTube, you know, uh, and, uh, like I know everybody's been talking about Elden Ring. So that's a game that I'm going to touch on in the future as well. And I kind of want to get into the content creation side of Elden Ring. I kind of want to, I think it's a game that. If it's well done, it's going to be there for the long run. And I kind of want to cement myself in there because I haven't had like a main game that that uh, I'm known for. So I, definitely having a main game helps where you can just, you know, 
go back into, which is not the greatest thing because I'm not a big fan of uh, of like sticking to one game. I tend to like just do run and then move on to the next game. I kind of get tired of the same game over and over. So I hope Elden Ring is becomes that one game that I just feel comfortable staying with. So yeah. And if people wanted to check you out, where would they be looking? Uh, they can find me at Hey Blastia on Twitch and YouTube and then xblastyx on, on, on Twitter. Uh, I also have a TikTok, funny enough. So I'll be working on TikTok as well in the future. So it's, uh, you can find me there too. Sweet. Well, Blasty, I appreciate the time, man. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I think it's been a really interesting one today, going through strategizing and all fun stuff like that, which I really enjoy going into. Yeah, yeah, dude, same, same. I, I really like this a lot. I don't, like I said, I don't get to talk to, to you know, just geek out about Hitless with everybody. So, so it's quite the, the, this is like a, quite a treat for me. <laughs> Snore is tall. And I hope everyone listening has enjoyed also. Hope everyone has a great remainder of their day, morning, or evening, depending on your time zone. And I shall catch you in the next episode. If you enjoy this and want to hear more of the amazing guests, be sure to head over to youtube.com slash wayoflowkey, Loki's what we'll see. Or wayofloki.com slash nohitpodcast.